Good morning. morning. I am not Pastor Tim. (laughs) I'm Ron Kazera. I get to be the local missions coordinator here. I've been on staff for the last two and a half years, and uh, I uh, have been told I have one of the best jobs on staff. I get to bless people. I get to be that facilitator. I get to be that communicator of all of the great things that this church has decided to do in the community. So thank you for being here. Thank you for watching online. Thank you, uh, Pastor Tim, for uh, being uh, at the campsite. Hopefully uh, you had a nice breakfast. Maybe you did. Nobody's, no breakfast? All right. Hopefully he did. Um, But we're here to celebrate, really. We're here to celebrate uh, God. And uh, as the song said, there is nothing better than him, right? There is nothing better than you, God. And we're not going to celebrate all the great works that we did uh, this past weekend. We're just going to celebrate him and what he has given us, the opportunities, the gifts that he's given us, and we're just going to celebrate that. So Step Out and Serve was started back in 2009. Um, We have been out in the community as the hands, as the feet, as the hearts of uh, God, uh, showing his love in a very tangible way. Uh, This year we had over 500 volunteers. Uh, Last year we had about 425, so uh, we have, uh, there's some momentum here. I I really sense that, and I sense a little bit uh, from the, uh, the pandemic that people are just hungry to do this work. And one of the things that I heard from a lot of the hosts was that it was just great meeting people new people in church, being able to come uh, on a Sunday and maybe look around the corner or look somewhere and just say, I remember you. Thank you for serving with me. So we're just so grateful and blessed uh, to do that. So um, why do we do it? Why do we do it? And this is our mission at uh, Shepherd's Gate. We exist to impact the world with the love of Jesus. And we've kind of struggled with the whole world part of this over the last couple of years. We haven't been able to go to South Africa or to Belize and go on these global missions. So we've really concentrated very heavily on the local mission. And um, it's just amazing to see um, how many people have just stepped forward. And not only on this weekend, which we call Step Out and Serve Weekend, but all the other times throughout the year too. So um, part of why we do this is our vision that we will value everyone we meet, we will influence everywhere we go, and we will live generously with everything we have. So today we're gonna be highlighting three different sites. Um, We value everyone we meet. We're going to be uh, introduced to Albrecht Meyer and his coworker, John, uh, and so we're valuing him. Uh, We will influence everywhere we go. This is a little bit of a stretch, but uh, we went to Shelby Township and blessed one of our old standing members. I gotta remember to say that correctly because I don't wanna say, well, you know what I don't wanna say. (laughs) And we will live generously with everything that we have and so we're gonna be introduced to Tim Welch uh, with the bike ministry and because of donations and because of your generosity through Mission 16, we've been able to resource some of those out. So our focus verse is actually gonna be just a repeat of uh, last weekend. Um, from Galatians, and it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, 
serve one another humbly in love. So at the end of 2019, I retired and I thought that I was free. <laughs> How many retirees in here thought they were free? Yeah, more than a handful, right? So um, within six weeks of my retirement, I, I uh, came on staff and uh, I get to facilitate all of the efforts that we have out in the community beyond these four walls. So in those two and a half years, I have been exposed and humbled in so many ways, working with nonprofits, working with churches, working with families and individuals. When you see those that are less fortunate than we are, we're very blessed here in Shelby Township, here at Shepherd's Gate Church, you start to get a little bit of perspective. And this roof over my head uh, that I often take for granted, when I see a leaking roof at a church in Detroit, it gives me perspective, right? This bed that I'm sleeping in with nice linens, uh, clean sheets, uh, nice pillows so that I can sleep comfortably, you've got a group of people that are planting mats just so someone can have a barrier between them and the ground. And so over the last few years, like I said, it's been a lot of perspective um, and uh, it's just been amazing to see God connect dots through people that need God's love. So in Galatians uh, 5.14, for the entire law is fulfilled, is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think Tim last weekend said, how easy is this for people, right? How easy is this really to love your neighbor? And I think the question was actually asked, who is your neighbor, right? And I think the answer was everyone is. For me, uh, I grew up in the northeast corner of Detroit. And... Um, my neighbors were, as my dad said, the Italians, the Polacks, and the Krauts. <laughs> That's all I knew, right? So I would go to Mrs. Lewicki's house and I would cut her grass. I would go to Mr. Chalmers' house and I would pull his weeds and I would go shovel Mrs. Nash's snow in the wintertime. And those were my neighbors and that's all I really knew. So then fast forward uh, to my college career at Michigan State and um, I thought everyone was white and Catholic when I got to East Lansing. <laughs> and boy, was I in for a rude awakening, right? So there were all sizes and shapes, all, um, all ethnicities. And that was really my first uh, opening to things that were outside of my neighborhood that I thought were normal, right? So um, it wasn't until... I went to Belize the very first time, and I started to understand that there are people in this world that are way different than me, that have different needs, right? So uh, the Belizeans, if you have never been there, uh, they struggle to pronounce their THs, so I was affectionately known as Brother. <laughs> and I will call Brother Tim or Brother Paul or a lot of the uh, men that uh, went on the mission trip, uh, I refer to them as brother. I do not refer to my wife as brother. <laughs> I don't think she'd be very happy with that, would she? She is my sister. She is my bride. She is my friend. She is the love of my life, and I just appreciate her. And it's, her, it's the differences, really, that uh, she brought into the marriage as well as I did. And again, it just gives you that perspective of what truly and who your neighbors are.
So this is the real focus verse. So Galatians 5.25, we live, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And for me, I really reflect back on the, the, the verses prior to this, which are the fruits of the Spirit. And I think Tim talked about that a little bit last weekend. And um, I know Tim uh, shared with you last weekend the idea that he had committed to a Saturday site with his boys and his boys gave him a hard time once he found out once they found out that uh there was no sunday site for them and he's like hey can you find me a site is there a lot of kids anywhere so you know brady and henry they can play with the kids and i'm like no not really but there was one site in sterling heights and it was men working there so i was like okay that maybe this can be like a a, a guy thing, it can be a, a man thing, and maybe they would tell dad jokes, and maybe I could get more dad jokes. <laughs> no, 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 all right, no more dad jokes. But it ended up uh, uh, to be a blessing for Tim and for the boys, uh, and there were two gentlemen there that ended up sharing tears, sharing an embrace, because they were both sharing the story of family members who had been stricken by cancer and the struggles and the love that God has shown both of those families through their struggles. And so it was like, a, it was one of those connect the dot moments for Tim. His boys got to experience that. His boys got to use tools. So it was just really an amazing day for Tim. And he just gave into the spirit and said, okay, I'm gonna go here. I know the spirit does this for a reason and I'm just gonna go with it. And one of the things that I really found out about um, the project through the site host dinner was that we really struggled, a lot of site hosts struggled with the idea of trusting God. Losing sleep over how many tools, how many volunteers, do we have enough mulch or, or do we have enough tools to really accomplish this in one day? And the majority of the people said, why didn't I just why didn't I just trust God that he was gonna be taking care of this? Why do I have to be in control? Why do I have to do this? So to me, this is keeping in step with the spirit, right? And just following through and just allowing the spirit to work in us. So there are the three sites. Um, we're actually gonna watch a video uh, introducing the first site and we're gonna have uh, Tim Welch come on up. So check this out. Thank you, Tim Welch, for being part of the service today in the celebration. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the bike ministry. Yeah, I can do that. So the biking ministry, I'm Tim Welch, as he said. Uh, been involved in cycling. I look back, basically my whole life, I've loved bikes. And 15, 17 years ago, just really got back into it. And uh, it's something that I enjoy, and it's now it's something my wife and I, we enjoy. And... Um, as you work or ride bikes, you gotta learn to repair them because things break down and you're gonna have to, if you wanna get home, you gotta find a way to fix the thing <laughs> sometimes. Um, so, but getting to this ministry here, it is, it's a humble behind the scenes ministry that just allows us to use our skills to bless people that we don't know who we're blessing. We don't know who receives the bikes. Um, and we've been doing this for about four years um, this past year, this past couple times, yes, we fixed the bikes in the hallway and we cleaned them in the showers. <laughs> and 
it works out very well. And yes, we clean the showers afterwards, so the showers <laughs> are fine. Um, but uh, the bikes come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, some, as Tom mentioned, need a little work. Some need a little more. Uh, mainly it's tires and seats and tuning up the brakes. Um, and then they go for donations. And they go for donations. We've given to Detroit. We've given to Pontiac. This year I understand there's a nonprofit in Flint that we're going to. So it's just a great way to use these bikes as a tool to say, you know, we love God and we just want to share that message with you. And how many bikes this year? 34 bikes this year. And since, and since you've been doing this? We have done 300 bikes in total. Amazing. It's amazing. That's 300 interactions with people that we would not have otherwise had. Right, 300 bikes that probably aren't in the landfill. And 300 bikes not in the landfill, yeah. And it's just a message, you know, even just buying the parts for them. I went into the bike shop that I go to and like, Tim, what are you doing? You don't ride these bikes. Why are you buying all these parts? So these little white girly tires? Little right. white girly tires. <laughs> well, let me tell you what we're doing. And it's just another opportunity to share the love of Christ with other people. So let's just use those opportunities. Right. And you and your wife have been biking, you said, for a number of years. Six, seven years now, Ingrid? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And what does this ministry mean? I mean, what, what does Step Out and Serve really mean to you? Step Out and Serve is it's not the mulch that you put down. It's not the bike that you give away. It's sharing Christ with others. It's, it's just that opportunity. Um, our house church went uh, to my mother-in-law's house, and it was just an opportunity to share, not her house, but again, a house church did that. So just talking about Shepherd's Gate and the impact that we can have with our family and friends, it just gives that opportunity. And it also is a tangible, meets a tangible need. So it does both. Right, and uh, you already mentioned, right, a lot of these bikes go to people that might need transportation, it might be recreation. Might be recreation, they're gifts. One that we did with the Eastern Market was that folks completed a wellness in initiative, learning how to eat better and to be healthier. And as a result of completing it, they got bikes to maintain a healthier lifestyle. So Amazing. Amazing. It is. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. What a beautiful ministry this is. I just can't thank you and Ingrid enough uh, for doing this. There is also a social biking group here at Shepherd's Gate. Right. So, yes, there is a social group. Um, biking comes in, as you can see, the bikes are all different shapes and sizes. So it's a social group. There's a very active mountain biking group uh, led by Jill White. Uh, they meet regularly to go for mountain bike rides. Uh, Inger and I have a ride coming up that we're hosting where we're meeting here for brunch in Richmond. Uh, we'll take the Macomb Orchard Trail and hit the Village Cafe for brunch and then ride back to where your car or your house is. Um, and uh, there is uh, a casual group. You know, just go on a ride a few miles and uh, meet up. There's that too. So let us know. We have a social group distribution list and it's also on Facebook. So Training so wheels are welcomed. If you want to, yes. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you again, Tim. I appreciate all your efforts. Step out and serve. You're uh, such a great testament to what God is doing through Shepherd's Gate and through you and your wife. So you thank well. you. Thank you very much.
So uh, we are going to watch one more video. How can, you, how can you watch that video and not see God's hand in that? What I loved about um, the site is just that idea that, you know, we go back to a family that was one of the founding members here. And someone that wants to support them through the Gleasons, through the historical events, everything that's ha happened here at the church. Uh, and then you've got a group of ladies that formed about four years ago, this women's group that support each other. And Trish and Lori and Laura, and there's a, a number of others in the group, but reaching out to Gail and knowing what it's like to care for someone that you love and to care for someone that needs unconditional care. That, that just, it blows me away when I look at this and just see this idea of someone willing to sacrifice their time and their efforts and their schedule to be able to just go over to the house knowing that Gail can't leave her house because she's got to take care of her house. Just the little things like that. So it can be a big thing, right? But more importantly, it's the little things that I think I see God in. Uh, and with Gail uh, and with uh, her mom, Maxine, I know they're grateful and thankful for everything that this church has done for them in the past and is going to continue to do here so in the future. So uh, thank you for the Ross uh, Foley's. Uh, we just so appreciate uh, them and their love for God. And right now we're going to transition into our last site. So if you would uh, watch this video, please. So we want to welcome John Tenney, Albrecht Meyer, some of you might know. John. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why we came out to your house. Uh, you guys came out because God called you and I really needed it. We were singing earlier during the worship, Beauty for Acid, Ashers. And a few years ago, my life just kind of burned down. I can look back and just praise the Lord for everything that he's done. And you guys were part of that, helping out here. The course has basically ruled my life over the last eight years or so. And I've been so far behind in everything. It's just amazing to, to have you guys come out and to catch up on a lot of the projects I've fallen behind on. So, Albrecht, talk a little bit about your relationship with John uh, and what really got you here. Well, when John was a teenager, he worked for me. And then he got smart and moved out and worked somewhere else. <laughs> and then when this life, when his life came, fell apart, he came back to me and asked if he could work with me again. And so we started working about three years ago together again. Mm -hmm. And so you and John were at the house on Saturday, right? This project didn't officially start till Sunday. Yeah. On Saturday, the plan was that we would uh, install cameras, the GIL, Guardian ad litem, um, is really in control of John's life uh, with his kids. So the guardian at Lightham requested more cameras at the house for John's protection and for the kids' protection. So we worked on that and uh, we had a little bit of a fiasco on Saturday. I'll let John tell you that one. I was a fiasco. <laughs> 
So we're, we're trying to run wires for the one of the indoor cameras and started out as a small access hole that we just need to drill a wire, you know, just drop a nice long drill bit right down in the crawl space would be good to go. As I was drilling downward, I hit a nice water pipe. Oh. So our small little access hole to run a simple little wire turned into a big hole with water spreading everywhere. Uh, so uh, it took a little bit longer. And that, that, that I understand is the first fiasco that the two of you working together has ever happened, is that correct? Oh no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on, on Sunday morning, we finally got that pipe uh, repaired. So uh, the crew that showed up on Sunday, they worked on the landscaping and did an absolutely beautiful job. They cleaned up the driveway and did all that other stuff. And John and I, we worked on the cameras on Sunday after we repaired the water pipe. And then who showed up Sunday morning? Oh, I don't remember all those people. <laughs> but uh, uh, Adam and his family showed up and a uh, bunch of other ones. I can't remember all their names, but uh, they came with lots of kids. Uh, we had probably about 15 kids running around and uh, worked uh, on the landscaping and uh, the ground cover and all that stuff that they did was beautiful. Yeah, the, the thing that I appreciate the most about this site is that cross-generational working hand-in-hand. Hand. I know there was a grandmother there that was um, catching stones that their granddaughter was tossing in a bucket. Mm -hmm. And it's just so nice to see again how doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what your gift set is, when you put all these hands together, it's amazing what you can accomplish through God. Yeah. So, tell us about, um, tell us what step out and serve really means to you. The Lord gave me in my quiet time this morning, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. Most of you know that. So uh, the Lord has allowed me to uh, minister here at Shepherd's Gate with uh, Step Out and Serve ever since it started. I started out at Good News Gang, and when Ron called me up and said, you know, I saw John driving your truck. How about we do some project at John's house? And I thought that was a good idea. And he said, well, would you be the lead guy at that, job, that site? So I said, okay, I guess we can do that. And that's how this all came together, just like it happened. Right. And then, John, um, it just hasn't affected you, your whole family, right? Oh, yes. Uh, my kids have been through a horrible time because of everything. My, my ex-wife accused me of molesting my kids. Went to trial, went, you know, found not guilty, and accusation after accusation and kids have been just ripped all over the place it, it's amazing when you guys came out and you brought all your kids my kids couldn't interact and the fellowship and the the bond that was there was was good to see it just really blessed my heart to see that my kids were able to work with you guys and that they were excited that you guys were out uh, yeah it was an amazing experience for us uh, I know it was an amazing experience for you, and it continues for Albrecht um, as, you know, we just decide to just step out 
and serve our God. And really, you and I have talked about this so often. This is not for us. This is not for the Johns of the world. This is not for the families, but this is really just to show the love of God. So thank you for being here today. So uh, Pastor Tim likes his data, doesn't he? So these are uh, some of the numbers that we have um, acquired over this past year. So it says 525 volunteers, and if you go back to early February, the leadership team we talked about, how are we going to get to 750 individual volunteers by 2025, which is one of our church-wide goals? So Kelly says, well, if we need to get there, then we just need a, a, a little bit of a step to get us there. And she suggested 525, and Matthew Murphy was like, well, Galatians 525, I think there's a word in there about step. We're like, this could work. So our stretch goal uh, was 525, when we actually ended up with 529 volunteers this year. And we could not have done it without the generosity of all of us in here, right? So we charter the, the Mission 16 team. Uh, they have funded it close to $16,000 with some Thrive in Action team dollars that we added to that. We basically ran a budget of about $20,000 at 42 sites. So again, praise God for that. And we can't do this again, not only uh, with your generosity, but your sharing of time, uh, all of the, the, the members on the leadership team, all of the site hosts, all of the volunteers, all of you that donated time, all of the prayer warriors, huge, huge success. If you remember how amazing the weather was, right, that does not come to us without prayer, without incident, without any safety issues. Again, God's hand in this is just, you know, so so amazing. So I just want to thank you all, and um, I just wanted to share, uh, 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 sorry, uh, we're going to go to the next, and um, this really is Tim's um, slide, step out and serve 365, right? So when I came on staff, we just had a conversation about stepping out beyond this one weekend, and what can we do? And so we've been able to mobilize over the last two and a half years, countless volunteers, affecting so many different lives. Uh, but we still have a little bit of work to do from last weekend. We have about seven sites that we need a little bit of help uh, for. And then as you are out in the community, please use your eyes and your hearts and look for opportunities where someone might need a blessing and how we may be able to bless them. So with that being said, um, I ended up getting a text from one of our leaders that said, a step out and serve first. I was wearing a sweatshirt this morning and the weather again was beautiful. So we have decided uh, for next year uh, that we will again do it in June. So we've set the dates for June 3rd and 4th um, and uh, we are uh, gonna do spring cleaning in the spring rather than the fall. Might be a little bit easier to do it that way. So um, I just wanna uh, thank you again and I just wanted to share uh, with you one text uh, that I got from a site, and I don't know if you remember last week, but Tim asked us all to look for miracles, right? To just to take a pause, to look around, 
to just take in, see all these little things, and some of the big things that God has done. And I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go right into the celebration video. Uh, and this is from Karen Dixon, uh, one of the, actually the site that Tim was at on Sunday. It says, I can't find the words to express how grateful I am for everyone's help today. It was an answer to my prayers. I never could have done all this work by myself. I want you to know that the love of God that you poured out didn't just bless my life. There are rippling effects that touch other lives too. And I think we probably experienced some of that, right? Over the weekend, you just saw how it affected other people. My niece has never been open to anything having to do with God, but after meeting my church family at my husband's funeral, and after hearing about what you did for me, she said she needs to go to church too and talk to me about how kind and loving everyone is. Words never would have changed her heart, but God's love did. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Shepherd's Gate. 